Hi, welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. This is your host, Isaiah, the lone podcaster for today. Um, Sorry, unfortunately, um, I had some plans come up, so I had to actually um, rain check on our usual podcast situation. Um, Blame it on me. Uh, Oh, what is it? It's Akon. You can put the blame on me. You can put the blame on me. That's a song. Um, Zoomers don't know it, but um, everyone else might. There's a chance. Um, But yeah, um, sorry about that. Had some things come up, but I did want to get some of the news out, at least the rest of my um, cachet that I've been hoarding, you know, all this noosh. Um, But yeah, um, do like to talk, you know, even if it is just into the ether. Let's see, food corner, food corner, food corner. What did I eat this week that was any good? I think I referenced some Chipotle in the bonus episode or whatever. But um, try the pollo asada. Um, essentially, uh, what was it? It's a seasoned chicken, but it was good. You know, I had three of those, and then I had um, some steak tacos. I had three of those. Um, also, this is a weird gripe I have. Um, I don't know if maybe everyone at Chipotle does this. Maybe the the, the pro um employees don't but like they stacked all my burritos like on top of each other in like a weird way excuse me i'm burping um but um and then they put all the fixings and everything in, like a pile and i was like okay that's neat but i wonder how they're gonna like make my tacos and literally on both of them the guy was just like oh uh-oh like and just kind of had them all mound together in the shape of what would look like three tacos wrapped in aluminum foil I don't know. Uh, it was interesting, uh, very provocative. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it tasted all right. It tasted like Chipotle. Um, but yeah, let's see. Other than that, oh, oh, I also made a weird dinner. Um, I made hamburger, fries, chicken, and uh, sweet potato, mashed sweet potato. And I put like a thing of whipped cream on like a portion of the mashed sweet potato. Um, oh no, I was feeling it. I was, like, initially really wanting five guys, and I think I'm always going to want five guys in my heart because um, it's kind of, like, the best Midwestern um, burgers I can find in, like, Cincinnati. Um, I mean, now, if you guys have any recommendations, let me know. But um, let's see. I said, no, I don't want to drive all the way to Colerain because I was, like, kind of, like, the closest one to me. I was like, nah, I'm just going to go do my grocery shopping. And while I was there... I just saw that, and I was like, let me get that. Let me get that mashed potato. <laughs> let me get that sweet potato mash, you know? Um, so I threw it all together, and that was my dinner. Um, and then currently, I'm eating my favorite snack. I'm at least refraining, refraining from eating my favorite snack right now, which is Sour Patch Kids um, with the blue. Love that for me. Um, but yeah, that's the food corner, uh, TV corner. Let's see. Uh, I finished uh, Tiger King season two. Uh, pretty interesting if you're into it. I will say I didn't like that they like switched it up a little bit. Like Tiger King felt like its own thing. And then this season feels like every other Netflix documentary you've watched. Um, it's just, you know, the characters a lot better. Um, I... I also think, I mean, granted, what, you know, he's not out, Joe Exotic's not out or whatever, but it would have been nice if they would have, like, tried to do this after instead of just trying to cash in on the series right away. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. It was all right. It was watchable. Um, Also, I'm literally uh, paused on 
the Arcane League of Legends. I figured I was going to give that a try. A lot of my friends and stuff are like saying, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's solid. So there's that. Um, and Cowboy Bebop. Um, I looked at some reviews, looked at some clips. I think I'm not going to touch it. Um, personally, totally get if you're going to, if you, you know, you say, hey, it's totally a solid series or, you know, reboot and, a, you know, live action thing. I don't know. I think the characters look cool, but just seeing how they've meld stories together to kind of make it its own thing and work for them, I don't really like that. Um, I don't know. I think I would have liked to have seen like a cowboy bebop movie of some sort instead of an episodic thing. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind and actually watch it. If so, I will uh, let you know if I change my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's been my week. A lot of work, whole lot of work. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to some news while we're here. Why I got you here? Um, there's been an update with Danny Finster. That was the journalist who was um, jailed in Myanmar. Um, they actually turned over the verdict of 11 years that they sentenced him, and uh, they released him. Uh, I mean, it seemed like it was kind of due to political pressure, but I think they are going to release a, an actual statement as to why um but you know he's out and that's good um he's made it home i think they had him like you know move through guitar and like several other areas to kind of like you know get home but um you know he's he's on u.s soil and home and safe and healthy um i did like his response i mean at first it, it kind of seemed like he was like not telling the whole thing like you know he's like I, i'm healthy i've i'm fed you know, essentially the, the things that I was going through was just something that go that anyone who was going through a jailing situation is going through. And it was really hard. It wasn't easy. Um, but you can definitely see he's trying to rally for others. So I believe there's like at least 126 people. Yeah, 126 journalists or media workers. Excuse me, I'm about to burp again. Um, they um, have been detained since the coup in Myanmar started. And... Um, it looks like, yeah, about 47 remain behind bars. I'm um, sorry, I got this um, article from CNN Business. Business. I don't know why this is business, because it's about journalism and, you know, other political situations. But whatever, I, I don't I don't tell CNN where to put their articles. Um, but once again, good news. I always love cashing in on that. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any update in terms of Danny Fenster or but maybe, you know, in terms of any other journalists or media people, um, we would love to see them come home, get to their families and all that. Um, so, yeah, um, there's good news there. Um, also, I guess some more good news, depending on how uh, how you how you look at it. But I'd say most people probably look at it and is, is good. Um, got this from the Hartford Courant, Current? Current? Who knows? Um, Connecticut Judge orders InfraWars Alex Jones to pay damages to families of Sandy Hook uh, shooting victims in defamation lawsuits. So, let's see, what is the name of the judge? Yeah, uh, Judge Superior Court Judge Barbara Bellis issued a default in the lawsuits Monday morning after years of what she found to be inappropriate conduct by Jones's attorney regarding depositions and the callous disregard of their obligation to turn over financial and web analytics data as ordered by the court. So essentially, um, you know, 
Alex Jones is popping off on the mouth from his Infowars show after the Sandy Hook event saying, hey, these guys who are involved in this, the kids, all this shit, it's all fake. It's not real. This is all used to drum up, um, you know, gun rights laws. Like, essentially, you're going to see this happen at Sandy Hook. You guys are going to all react, yell at your politicians to do something. They're going to do something, and they're going to try to take away our guns. That was his narrative that he was spinning and working for, you know, days and months, you know, just hammering this shit at home. Um, the family's taken to court. Um, throughout this whole process, essentially, I love it because, you know, Alex Jones has been forced to name and shame his own brand and come out and say, look, I'm losing like everything here. I'm eating my shirt here. Like, look, when I say these things, it's like I'm acting. It's like, it's a show. It's for the show. Like yada, yada, yada. So essentially it's all kind of come to light, but like, there's more things that need to come out like that financial, all that data. So that, you know, they can know what they're working with and they can know the whole situation. And I guess Jones and his team, his legal team, is just stalling that out. Sorry, guys. Oh, these Sour Patch Kids are getting me. Um, but uh, it, might, it might be the beer, too. Um, but essentially, um, the judges said, you know what? Fuck it. You're just going to have to go. Like, we're going to issue a default judgment here. And you're going to go to figuring out how much you're paying them. Just straight the fuck up. And so I love that. <laughs> uh personally i think that this is a chickens coming home to roost thing um alex jones has kind of not been as popular uh he still does infrawars things i mean the last thing i saw from him clip wise uh was the ivermectin thing it was like him kind of reaching out to joe and like you know saying like hey you're gonna persecute him you're gonna persecute all these people trying to take ivermectin this is perfectly fine it's okay and he's like literally like taking it live <laughs> on the show it was really weird uh also most recently he was on a big podcast uh kind of collaboration with like tim pool joe rogan um gosh a couple other fucking losers um but those are like the big names that i cared about uh a, a woman named Blair White. I don't know what she says or does, but she was sitting with Alex Jones and like they were all talking, cutting the shit, talking about how Rittenhouse was this and then like Ivermectin was that and, you know, this is bullshit and they don't like this and that and I don't know. It was weird. Um, but um, I'm glad that some of his funds and proceeds are going to go to the families that he was that he, you know, talked shit about pretty much and said that they their loss was not real, that they were fake people and their kids are not dead. <laughs> like they're they're alive somewhere else, like in witness protection style. I don't know. I don't know how Alex Jones thinks. And I don't think Alex Jones cares about how he sounds. He just says the shit and uh, gets the views. Uh, <laughs> so I was glad to be able to cover that, to bring that to light to you guys. Um, another news and some more comeuppance. Uh, the QAnon shaman was sentenced to more than three years in prison uh, for uh, his role in the January 6th attack. I like how they're calling it attack now. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is weird. Uh, what is his name? His name is Jacob Chansley. Um, I need a smoke break. Woo-wee. But um, he was sentenced to 41 months exactly on Wednesday. Um, and apparently that is the, it matches the longest sentence. 
Um, and I mean, I'm totally happy with that. I mean, I think they were pushing for 51, so it's 10 months less. Um, but for me, is I, I, it's not like I want these people drawn and quartered. It's not like I want these people, you know, to be put in uh, put in jail for you know life. Like it's one of those things where you guys did an act that was violent. You know, um, it is tantamount to domestic terrorism because, especially because of the location. Um, you know, I mean, Jacob Chansley, he definitely like said some things that were like very apologetic, and that's something. Uh, I appreciate, I guess, um, as like from the public standpoint or whatever. I'm like, I, you want to see someone who's like, look, I do have remorse. I made a mistake. Now, granted, when you see him in the moment, like, you know, when they are talking to him and, you know, interrogating him or whatever, he doesn't sound like that. Uh, he sounds like how you would <laughs> expect someone on that day from that ilk to sound. Um, but I think now given the weight of his crimes and knowing that uh, Donald Trump is not going to give him a pardon, that this was not sanctioned by anyone, <laughs> that he was on his own. Um, you know, he seems to have a bit of a change of heart. Um, you know, he says he would do everything in his soul and heart um, to prevent what happened that day. Um, you know, I don't know if I can believe that, um, but Hey, you know, at least he put the spear down, <laughs> you know, he took the horns off. And, um, he's, you know, he's, he's accepting what's happened. And, um, you know, I mean, Hey, three years, that's a, that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to think about your actions, not to mention, you know, any of the ramifications post this is something that's on your record, you know, you losing your job and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, Hey, um, (laughs) I don't want to say, I kind of do want to say sucks to suck. I don't know. Um, but Hey, it is what it is. I'm sure we're going to see more of these come down the pike, but I think QAnon Shaman, was a big one just because of, you know, how he looked, who he was. It just kind of was like a symbol of the day in a lot of ways. Um, but we got some international news here. Uh, an update on the situation in Sudan. Uh, 15 people were shot dead in anti-coup protests in Sudan, uh, medics say. Uh, this is coming off of the heels of what had happened in October 25th. People were protesting, marching. There's still no internet access. Um, and essentially security forces, and they say that and as security forces, I believe, because it's kind of like an amalgam. It's, it's like the police, it's like military, it's all kind of, uh, you know, any of these people who threw the coup and took out Handok, um, essentially were like, okay, you know, we got to suppress these protesters, you know, none of that. And there are people who are coming out with photos of dead. Uh, they had photos of Handok. Also, as well, um, oh, a full name, Abdallah Hamdok, sorry, um, who was the current guy who they had as prime minister in the temporary. So essentially, this is supposed to be like a citizen military thing. And they were going to, you know, you know, after the whole coup, that initial coup would happen, which was supposed to be the revolution. Essentially, the military was like, OK, let's just have full power. Let's just have full control. And, um, you know, now we're kind of dealing with that fallout. And um, essentially, they've kind of backed down because there's been a lot of pressure from the international stage, um, you know, as opposed to just like not getting aid, potential sanctions, all of that. Uh, The military has kind of balked. Um, They have um, released Abdallah Hamdok from house arrest, and it looks like he's going to be getting his um, uh, position reinstated. But at the same time, that doesn't necessarily um, 
absolve the situation. There are more things too that have kind of developed. Um, let's see, General Burhan, who is in charge of like the you know the military, um, would restore the Council of Ministers, which was resolved following the twenty October twenty fifth coup. Uh, political detainees jailed after the takeover, including government uh, politicians and protesters, would be released. A unified army would be created. Um, a committee would be formed to investigate protests following the 25th coup, which is kind of like, oh, wait a second, hold up, because you got to understand who the protesters are. That's the civilians. Those are the people who are like, hey, this is our country, and you guys are trying to completely control it, which is what we overthrew in the first place. Um, and so essentially they're saying, no, well, we're going to investigate that too. So I get the feeling that was kind of like the balance on the other side. Um, and then also Sudan's constitution would be amended to include new articles to specifically outline the partnership between um, civilians and the military and the traditional government. And that's something where it's like, okay, that's cool. Those are some things that you should be doing, but it's not necessarily everything. Um, it's one of those things where there's definitely, they want more justice in terms of the people who have thrown the coup and on October 25th, they're like, you guys shouldn't be doing this. You guys shouldn't be empowered at all. And in fact, they want investigations into those people. And they're like, we're not going to be okay with this until you actually meet all of our, our demands. And, um, you know, essentially they want an actual revolution, not what was kind of thrown, which is like a new authoritative, a new authoritative government. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, now, of course, there's some things I'm, I'm, I'm probably missing here. Um, it is definitely a lot to unpack. Um, and I got some updates, I'm sure, coming down the pipe in the future. And um, I will definitely keep you guys posted. Um, and then in our last um, article for the day that I got here, uh, they got this from the Associated Press. Uh, Missing Chinese star reappears in public in Beijing. Um, so this is kind of a, a story that I, I saw trickle in throughout the past couple weeks. Uh, really came to a head this week. Um, but Missing Tennis star Ping Shui, Shui? Um, I've heard her name before pronounced and I'm, you know, I'm of course butchering it now. Um, but she reappeared in public Sunday at a youth tournament in Beijing. Uh, she was seen like signing autographs and like, you know, just generally being in public. But essentially, she had gone missing after um, alleging, you know, a sexual, uh, you know, allegation. Um, let's see. Yeah, forcing her to have sex. So essentially, she was raped by a man named Zhang Gaoli. Um, and apparently, this was something that was, like, completely suppressed. It was scrubbed. You know, she made these comments. It got leaked out, I think, from an email that she was talking to someone about. And um, essentially, all this was scrubbed. You know, she hadn't been seen. They, no one knew her whereabouts. So people were getting worried. And, um, you know, pretty much in response to international, you know, questions and accusations, like, you know, where is she? What's going on? Um, even I think the Women's Tennis Federation, you know, got involved and said, hey, we're going to boycott Chinese tournaments and events if you guys don't you know, do something about this. You guys don't investigate and find out where she is. And so essentially that's why we have the event in Beijing where she's here signing photos. But apparently it's one of those things that's not enough 
information. You know, this is kind of a common trope, apparently, in the party in China, where it's like, okay, you know, we're going to, you know, more or less, I don't want to say, I kind of know, it's kind of abduct, but like arrest, kind of apprehend. You wind up, I guess, getting sit down and saying, hey, stop doing what you're doing. You know, stop, you know, talking about this, stop talking about that. And, um, and to mention too, there's a high amount of censorship on the internet in China. And this is definitely one of those things where it's like, look, I will talk good about China. I will say the good things that I see, but I also say the bad, you know, I know for me, internet is so important. And the fact of the matter is if I can't send out tweets, if I can't send out Facebook posts, because literally the Chinese government is not allowing me to, that would hurt me. That would upset me. That's a whole different kind of life for me. So, you know, and, and that's supposed to be for what? My well-being? Like, okay. Or the well-being of others? Mm, I don't know. But um, essentially in this situation, you know, she wasn't even allowed to even talk about where she was, how she's doing. And, um, you know, they burped her out for this event. And, you know, she's supposed to say, hey, she's doing well. She's doing fine. She's all right. Um, you know, so people have been kind of talking about the event, spreading the event, even people in China who have limited access, limited internet. Um, so, I mean, it's an interesting story. Um, interesting to see if anything is going to happen with that par- communist party leader. I kind of doubt it is my speculation. Uh, but hopefully um, Ping is going to be all right. And, you know, you know, we'll continue to see her, you know, playing tennis. Because um, apparently, you know, she is a Olympic tennis player. So, I mean, she's obviously of note. Um, she's no slouch. Um, but essentially that's all we got for today. Um, thanks for sticking in. Thanks for hanging out. Um, I also, I know, um, I don't do this often, but please, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the bonus episode, please do, uh, features one of my good friends, Sorrel Flowers. Um, I know the quality isn't the best. We have some hiccups, but man, God damn, it's a good episode. If you ask me, um, also to continue, keep plugging, uh, shilling, if you will. Uh, we got a Patreon. If you want to throw us five bucks, we'll give you a shout out. Um, now and then podcast gang at patreon.com. Uh, let's see now and then podcast gang, uh, gmail.com. That's our email. If you want to send us an email, you want to connect with us, give us feedback. We would love to talk to you. Um, also let's see what else we got. We got Facebook. Uh, that's now Brad. Um, at facebook.com. I don't know. You know how to find Facebook. If you don't know how to find it now, that's too bad. You're worse than Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, what else we got? We got an Instagram and a Twitter. The Twitter is now underscore Brad. Um, but also, I mean, hey, feel free to hit me up. If you're my friend listening to this or whatever, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, that tends to be the biggest way I wind up getting feedback. Uh, positive or negative, I love it. I take the critiques. I take the love. I take all of it. Um, so by all means, hit me up. Say hey, talk about the pod, talk about it to your friends. Um, if you're on Spotify, smash that little bell button so you can get updates from us. Uh, follow us. If you're on Apple Podcasts, rate us fives, please. Uh, top rating, leave a review, whatever, all that good shit. Um, we're on Anchor. We're everywhere you want to be, baby. Um, I hope you guys have a great fucking week. I hope you thrive, and um, hopefully Brad and I will be getting back together in a big way soon. Um, I miss him, and um, yeah, 
I will see you guys on the flip. I love you very much. Bye-bye. Mwah.